Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football A Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us in the podcast. Not Facebook. Oh, we're not on Facebook today. No. The entire world is down from Facebook. Ooh, yeah, which Zuck. I think means that Instagram probably isn't working either, because that's all collected. You so. got, got Zuck. Uh, so if you're on whatever channels we're on right now, or you listen to us on the podcast, <laughs> which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice and listen to us on demand. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here in this chair, sitting over there in that chair, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Greg Kepper. Um Today is Monday, October 4th, 2021, 52 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Christoph Waltz. Uh, Episode 1,254. I'm going to adjust my thing here. One, two, five, and four. On today's show, guys, big beefy show for you. We are going to overreact to the football weekend in Monday morning fallout. Then we are going to hear from Greg Jacobs, the head coach of the state-ranked and still undefeated Crawford Pirates, who caught up with Matt Stepp after their big win over Toller on Friday on Friday night. We will hear from Greg Jacobs coming up here. Then back half of the show, we are going to unveil the week Seven. Yeah, I think you got to think ahead. It's week seven. Week seven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press, Texas High School Football Rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to get to on this here program. Do we have first fourth through the door? We sure no, do. No, do we? We do. Yeah, How? everyone's in the Facebook or the YouTube comments. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> um, Tony Blaylock, Josh Chapa, Coach Terry Crawford, and Ryan Smigo. Welcome in, fellas, and thank y'all for transferring your wow. viewing party. Yeah, we've got. I figured we were just screwed. No, we've got a ton of people watching right now on YouTube and Twitch. Okay, hi, guys. Maybe we need to forego Facebook for a minute. That's what I was fixing to say. There's been some comments that we should all just meet in YouTube. <laughs> huh. Huh. Give some some food for thought. Suck. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> a lot to get to today, so we might as well get it started. Pickle? Hit ah. the arrow sign. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. <laughs> Monday Morning Fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, per usual, plenty to overreact to. Start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, revenge is overrated. 
I feel like this is directed at me and Mike. Two of the... <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Yes. Yes. Um, There's a portion of it that is. <laughs> well, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. As we were sitting there on Friday night, watching two of probably the premier games in the state this week, which were Katie and Katie Tompkins and Spring and Spring Westfield. Down there in the Houston area. I think a big storyline, a big narrative, which, of course we're kind of at fault for at least in part is that this was a revenge game that these two teams were looking to get a little bit of payback for what happened last year because of course spring beat spring westfield last year on hail mary and it was a remarkable game and then katie tompkins snapped katie's 75 game district winning streak Mm -hmm. and and part of it both those teams got their revenge, so to speak. Both of them got their payback. Katie beat Katie Tompkins rather emphatically, if I may add. And Spring Westfield, I think it's fair to say, held on to beat Spring. They took a lead. I yeah, think they were the it, better team. Spring made a late comeback. Westfield mm-hmm. snuffed it out. Yep. Is that a fair assessment? You were there. Yeah, absolutely. But you talk with the coaches after the game, and... I think that they admit a little bit that, yeah, they were thinking about last year a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I also think that loses sight of the bigger picture of both of these games, which was this was in many respects, fundamentally for both of them. District championship games. Bingo. These were games that were going to get them district championships. I think that is perhaps an underrated part of Mm -hmm. this story and maybe it's because we have there's an argument out there that because four teams make the playoffs in each district that the value of a district championship has has waned yeah weakened lessened i don't think coaches think that no absolutely i think that's something that we in the media maybe think about i think that's things that maybe some fans think about Mm -hmm. but i think for coaches Priority one is winning a district championship. Right, because even if you have a, a team like Westfield or Katie who traditionally wins their district championship every single year, that still means something to them. Because mm-hmm. like last year when they don't win it, then it's like the whole world's ending. So yes. it, it means just as much to the coach that wins it every year to the coach that's just happy to get in. I think if you were to ask, uh, if you were to ask Matt Meekins at Westfield or you were to ask Gary Joseph at Katie – what they are happier about. Are mm-hmm. they happier about getting revenge on that team or are they happier about being in the driver's seat for their district championship? I don't think they hesitate. I think that the answer is, of course, the district championship. Mm-hmm. And, and at the very least, think getting that number one seed, but also getting that first right. that first goal out of the way. Yeah, that's a, from a reporter standpoint, the, the revenge is the thing you ask at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game and the district title thing is what mm-hmm. you ask at the end of the game. That's Bingo. kind of how that works. Bingo. That's thought number one. Thought number two... College foot, college football's <laughs> existential high wire act. You hit all the tough words correctly, I and then did. messed up football. <laughs> I did. I like this, by the way. So we don't talk big picture about college football enough, and I mean big, big, big picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, that functionally, we are now five weeks into the college football season, and I would say almost I mean rounding up almost every team has been eliminated from college football playoff consideration yeah think about if that happened with the Cowboys 
Okay. Think, yeah. Let, let's let's not use the Cowboys as an example. Let's use the Texans as an example. Okay. The Texans are bad, right? Oh yeah. They're Texans very got bad. Molly Watt yesterday mm-hmm. by the Bills. Right. Forty to nothing. Which the Bills are good, but yes. The season is not over uh-uh. for them. Not they at all. can still the Texans theoretically can still make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, achieve every single one of their goals. Mm-hmm. Right. Now they play more games, seventeen games. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But also, the structure of the league is such that even one, what are they? They've played four games now. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they're a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, if you pick nobody, it up and get the wild card, then nobody, you nobody's have just eliminated. a shot. You know? Nobody's eliminated. Mm-hmm. Nobody's eliminated. College football is not that way. College football, part of it is the truncated season. We're less than halfway through the season, mm-hmm. and yet it's already been decided. Functionally. If you are the kind of person who thinks about rings, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about rings culture in that you either win a championship or you fail, mm-hmm. right? Then for basically everybody outside of Clemson, Alabama, I'm not Clemson. No, Clemson's done. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, and maybe a handful of other teams, the season would be functionally over. Yeah. Let me ask you, and let me just ask you a question because this is what it got me thinking about. Is Texas A&M season a failure? I mean, I mean, that's kind of the yeah. strange place that we're in existentially about as college football fans. Part of it is just, the, and, and a large part of it is just the structure of the uh, structure of things, right? Right, the structure of the sport. Because that only four teams make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and as a result, those are there are only four teams that are eligible to win a championship. Yeah, and they four out of one hundred and thirty. And even if you make a, a regular New Year's Six bowl at this point, it's like one well, part of it is why, the, is the expectations know? that get set. Yeah. Right. And the expectation coming into the year for Texas A&M was to challenge for a national championship and certainly to be in the hunt for a college football playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Their loss to Mississippi State functionally ends that dream. Yeah. It booted and, them. And, and even if they beat Alabama this week, which they probably won't, mm-hmm. even if they beat Alabama this week, Texas A&M is almost certainly not going to make the college football playoff. It's like having a stain on your clothes. Like so, they, they got the one stain and then it's just done. Throw so, it away. <laughs> and that's the strange thing we don't talk about enough about college football is it is so stratified that if you are thinking like big picture, right, that mm-hmm. it's national championship or it's a failure, which I don't think is a healthy way to think about it, right. but let's just consider this. There are certainly some people in, in Aggie country that think that way mm-hmm. this year, about this year. We certainly had very high hopes for the Aggies. Mm-hmm. If if that is the case, then aren't we always just setting ourselves up to be miserable? Yeah, because most teams, <laughs> 95% of teams at that Go thing would be, 98. yeah, I mean, it's the thing of... What are you playing for? Because you're right. not making a national. North Texas is never right. playing a national championship. Right. You know, like. And and by the way, by the way, uh, even if you said, oh well, you know what? If A and M can just win the 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 division, mm-hmm. they have two conference losses, both in division yep. now. Like that's that dream is gone as well. That two, that, that goal is gone. As two well. teams that are not very like. So <laughs> and that's that's a little bit strange. Is is we if you think existentially about college football. There's so few games, mm-hmm. and there's such a limited margin for error that 
in in many respects, unless you are one of those powerhouses, unless you are Alabama or Georgia, mm-hmm. the season like if you if your goal is a national championship, your goal is the playoff. For most of those teams, the, the dreams are da- the dreams are dashed, right? Yeah. Like who who has a realistic chance at the playoff in Texas right now? No, nope. I guess if Texas wins out, maybe. But they're still. But even then, they'd be twelve and one. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, now I don't believe a one-loss conference champion has ever been left out of the playoff. Um, with the exception of yeah, I guess that's probably the case. What oh. about? Or TCU Baylor, Baylor yeah. Power I was to say TCU Who, Baylor uh, but they, that but year. But they split. They split the the the, the conference title, yeah. I believe. So I don't. I don't know. All that's to say that we have set that the college football is set up so unlike any other sport that if you think about it in the big picture per- perspective, I think you have to instead find ways to measure success that aren't winning the national championship right. or making the college football playoff that for example i think if a&m were to go nine and three this year It'd be a success i think that i think that on the whole i think it would fall short of expectations but i think it's hard to call nine and three a bad year mm-hmm. across the, when you take a look historically at texas a&m football i don't know something i was thinking about a lot this week and thought number three for a division one now what <laughs> So it's it's such a strange situation. If you take a look at, we're going to reveal our, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings coming up here at the back half of this program. And if you look at it, I'm going to be honest, you're going to see a lot of chalk. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of, you know, same old, same old. A little bit of movement here and there and stuff like that. And the exception to that, the large exception to that is 4A Division One, which by the way, only four of the top ten teams were in action this week. Yeah, <laughs> and okay. it still decided to implode. <laughs> but Melissa beat number one Argyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Antonio Cornerstone, a good private school team, but a private school team nonetheless, beat uh, beat Corpus Christi Cal Allen. Mm-hmm. And Lindale beat Tyler Chapel Hill. Yep. So suddenly, there's a ton of movement, and we're left to wonder, what's it all mean? What's it all look like? What, where does 4A Division One stand? I'm not throwing dirt on Argyle. No. I think Melissa had a great game plan. I think they exposed a couple of things that Argyle, we've mentioned. I don't think that they're a perfect team. I, think that, I don't think they're the juggernaut they were last year where they're just mowing people down. Mm-hmm. But they've obviously got some flaws. That's, but I don't think I'm necessarily going to throw dirt on them. No. I think we've got a big game this week between Stephenville and Waco La Vega to find out, you know, a lot about both of those teams. Mm-hmm. Austin LBJ is undefeated, bobbing along. We've had coaches tell us they think they're the best team in 4A Division One. El Campo looms. What do we make of Melissa now? They well, took those two losses early, but since then have been a wrecking machine. And that's the thing when it's like just one team, like just Argyle would have gone down, this would have been a totally different conversation. But the fact that multiple hit all in the same mm-hmm. week, that's what always throws chaos into it. But is there is there a party crasher? Is there a Huffman Hargrave? Yeah. Is there a Midlothian Heritage? Is there a Kaufman? Right? Four Division One got thrown into the wood chipper this weekend, and we're kind of left wondering, is this a division without a favorite? Is this a division instead that has a large group of contenders that may that it's just gonna be a matter of who who gets the breaks and who finds out who gets the right the right the right path, et cetera, et cetera. A lot to sort through in 4A Division One. It's very rare that that all the chaos is con- is is contained into one division. Mm-hmm. That was the case this weekend. Yeah. Those three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to El Paso quarterback 
Gary, I think it's Jerry. Here's a Jerry. I think it's Jerry. Jerry. Jerry Cheres. Kiara. Kiaras? Chiaras? This is tough. I'm sorry, Coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jerry Chiaras. Jerry Chiaras. 14 to 24. 340 yards, three touchdowns passing, 14 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown rushing. He also kicked a field goal and had five PATs, five for five on PATs uh, for uh, Gary Gary Chiaras, <laughs> the quarterback at El Paso High. Poor kid. Go Tigers. <laughs> Houston running back Alton McCaskill. Big, big, big game for the freshmen there at Houston in their big win on Friday night at, at Tulsa. 17 carries, 77 yards. I know the rushing titles aren't, aren't impressive, but three touchdowns. He was a grinder mm-hmm. on Friday night in a Houston's big win. Rather surprising uh, win they, over, yeah. over Tulsa. And Frisco Lone Star running back, or uh, yeah, running back Ashton Jaunty. 17 carries, 192 yards, four touchdowns rushing, five catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns receiving. Just get him the ball. Light work. Get him the ball. Good <laughs> things will happen. Three teams to watch. Speaking of Frisco, let's talk about Frisco High. Frisco High goes and beats uh, Frisco Liberty. I know a lot of the, the ink that's going to be spilled about this game is how Evan Stewart wasn't there. Evan Stewart has opted out of the rest of the season. Uh, but give a lot of credit to Frisco. Mm-hmm. This is a team in the Raccoons that are grinding people out right now. They're doing that thing. Jeff Harbert's doing that thing uh, where – his team is running the option offense, which is extremely difficult to stop. They they are they're really physical, and furthermore, they are also very very good defensively. That's a team to keep an eye on there in Frisco. Keep an eye on the Raccoons. Texas Southern. How about we that? did it? We did it! Dub. The Tigers not just win. They won emphatically. The the Texas Southern Tigers, for the first time since 2018, are in the win column with a victory over North American University. Uh, they win 69 to nothing. Insane. They, they clobber the them. Uh, I know it's North American University. But a win is a win. At this point, Texas Southern just needs to get back into into victory formation Mm -hmm. and they did it congratulations to clarence mckinney uh happy for him to get a win good job texas southern and finally the biggest win of the weekend more dubs the boys ranch rough riders snap their 49 game losing streak they beat booker Mm -hmm. 38 to 14 that was the longest in texas correct the longest active streak in texas high school football uh we talked about it a little bit on Football Friday. Boys Ranch is an interesting story. They are located on Cal Farley's Boys Ranch up in the Panhandle. It is a it is functionally a home for at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got the win on, on, on Friday night. There's a video going around, I retweeted it, that Cal Farley's Boys Ranch put out. Uh, that said that basically the entire town came out when the buses came back from Booker. That's and they were so ringing awesome. bells and they had the big banner. Super cool. And if you've ever been out there, like you can you hit that on the way up to like Colorado, yeah. New Mexico. There's nothing out no. there. So I'm sure that they were they were lying in the streets. No, That's so it's, awesome. It's fantastic stuff. Congratulations to Aaron Wampler and the Boys Ranch Rough Riders. So cool. Certainly a team to watch. Big win on Friday night. Three to see, three games we got our eye on this week. Battle of Unbeatens, Brian Rudder and Montgomery, probably a, maybe a surprise Battle of Unbeatens. Rudder's certainly a surprise. Mm-hmm. Rudder's certainly a surprise. Montgomery, I think John Bolfing's had something to cook in there. His his uh, his kid, I want to say Brent, 
Bolfing mm-hmm. is is a four year starter at quarterback. They've got playmakers. This is going to be a fun they got matchup the running back. there in that. Yeah, Jalen Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been fantastic, and that whole team is is really rolling. Big matchup of unbeaten's and going to kind of shake out that Anum Consolidated Huntsville district, which is kind of gone kablooey. Yeah, uh, winner of this game, is, I think, in the driver's seat to win the district championship. So big game there. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but it's second Saturday in October. October. So there <laughs> will be a... there will be people at the fair. And finally, Stephenville and La Vega. We mentioned it. It's a, you know we will get some more clarity on what four A Division One looks like. You know Matt Step on our podcast on last Monday on Teppen Step made the comment that he thinks he he thinks Waco La Vega turned the corner and he thinks that they are now turning into like that wrecking machine that they normally are. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. Uh, they get another big matchup against an unbeaten Stephenville team that has, I think, flown under people's radar. Mm-hmm. Massive district matchup there. They're uh, like a good soup. They just keep getting better and simmering as they're the year the, goes on. The, uh, Waco La Vega is the Texas... They're in the crock pot right now. <laughs> Waco La Vega is the Texas high school football slow cooker. Yep. That's what they are. That's, what they are. <laughs> That's three to see. That's Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DZTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is, ha- is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 6... Ozarka, fueled by nature, teams of the week. In 6A, Denton Braswell. In a critical District 5-6A showdown, Jalen Burton ran for 363 yards and three touchdowns as the Bengals took down previously unbeaten Little Elm 63 in a 63-42 shootout. In 5A, San Antonio Edison, fueled by a ferocious defensive performance that held San Antonio Lanier to just 174 yards total offense, the Golden Bears stunned the previously unbeaten district rival 16-6, putting themselves squarely in the hunt for their first playoff berth since 2014. In 4A, Melissa, the Cardinals took down 4A Division I's top-ranked squad in district rival Argyle, 21-0, snapping the Eagles' 60-game regular season winning streak and 61-game district winning streak, and becoming the first team since 2008 to hold Argyle scoreless. In 3A, George West. The Longhorns shook off a tough non-district slate and got down to business in district play, surging past Nixon Smiley with a dominant 36-0 win and getting their first victory of the season. In 2A, Boys Ranch. You knew it was going to happen. The long wait on Cal Farley's Boys Ranch is finally over as the Rough Riders snapped the state's longest active winning streak with an emphatic 38-14 win over Booker, ending a 49-game losing skid and getting in the win column for the first time since September 2016. In 1A, Trent... The Gorillas <laughs> pulled off one of the state's biggest upsets in Week 6, knocking off previously unbeaten Paint Creek with a dominant 67-28 victory to finish out their non-district slate. And finally, in the pride scorings, San Antonio Central Catholic, the Buttons, mounted a fourth-quarter comeback thanks in large part to quarterback Silas Gomez as they took down Houston St. Thomas 35-31 for a critical district win. So those are your Week 6 Ozarka Fueled by Nature teams of the week in 6A Denton Braswell and 5A San Antonio Edison in 4A Melissa in 3A George Rest in 2A Boys Ranch in 1A Trent and in the private school ranks San Antonio Central Catholic. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Quite a uh, good mascot week for the Ozarka team of the week. Buttons, gorillas, Gorillas, Rough Riders, Riders. Golden Bears. Uh Pretty good. 
Bengals. Not bad. Bengals is pretty good too. Perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, and now a word from our sponsor. Uh oh. From now on, is a proud sponsor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and your school's one-stop shop for community connection. Simplify your athletic communications with From Now On. Their FanX platform gives schools at all levels of the game a one-stop shop mobile experience that makes driving communication, creating engagement, and generating revenue easy. From Now On helps connect your school community with everything they need to win on game day. Schedules, streams, digital tickets, real-time notifications, and more. Learn more by visiting their website at from-now-on.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at FromNowOnExp. One of the big results this weekend was Crawford's hard-nosed slugfest win over Toller uh, to remain unbeaten. Uh, after the game, Matt Stepp, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School football insider, caught up with the head coach of those Crawford Pirates, Coach Greg Jacobs. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Greg Jacobs of Crawford here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here in Toller with the head coach of the Crawford Pirates, Coach Greg Jacobs, after a hard-fought 19-7 win over the Toller Rattlers in a district opener. Coach, uh, first off, congratulations on the win. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a uh, hard-fought but well-earned. Yeah, I mean, coming into the game, you know, talking to Greg Tapper, we, we, we this is one of the big games in the state in Class 2 8 because it's two really good teams playing, and we kind of thought it would be kind of a just a just a grimy kind of kind of physical slugfest game, and that seems to be Crawford Pirate football. You guys kind of like like to play in the, in the mud and play in the muck and and, and play tough football, and it's, this game seemed to fit your team's personality tonight. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, they came out, and we knew they were a very physical ball club, and uh, we expected that, uh, but we had to refocus ourselves second half and realize, you know, what we were really up against and I think the the kids came out second half and really performed well. You know they came out you know that's their homecoming and they were fired up and, and they came out and kind of hit you guys right there and the, the early in the game with that touchdown. Se- the second quarter I thought it was a little kind of feeling each other out but I thought in the third quarter you guys op- opened the second half with that big drive you hit the touchdown pass and kind of seized control of the game and then from that point on I thought your defense was just dominant tonight. They, that's a good offense over there and you guys uh, really slowed them down holding those guys to seven points. What was the game plan, pan- the game plan coming in for your defense tonight? Well, we wanted to be able to stop the run, obviously, and we felt comfortable with uh, with our skill kids in the back end. We thought we'd be able to cover them uh, if we could stop the run game. And so, you know, we struggled a little bit first half with that. We're able to come back and do a better job the second half, and then we left it up to those guys in the back end, and they did their job. You guys are in an odd number district. You know, the, the district by everyone's got to buy in different different points of the season. For you guys, do you feel like tonight, you know, because you hadn't played a district ball game yet. Your bye was last week, so you've had two weeks to get ready for this for this game but at the same token Toller was was a little sharper because they, they they'd played last week is is that an advantage either way or do, do you do you think that's an advantage for anybody in this district well I think for us it was an advantage because we got a chance to heal up from the previous ball game and uh, really focus on ourselves and what we needed to work on to get better uh, individually and collectively uh, and then we spent this week uh, really focusing on Toller and so I think we had a breath of fresh air last week and really got focused this week and, and it paid off final question for you in the third quarter you guys it wasn't a call trick play, but your running back uh, take, takes the handoff and gets stopped in the line, and he turns around and pitches it to your quarterback, who's a great player, and he makes a big run down the sideline gets you guys a first down. Uh, that was all coaching there, right, wasn't it? Uh, well, that, <laughs> that, we call that sixth grade PE. They learned to do that in the sixth grade. So very fortunate, but it worked out well. And that's just, that's just you know, you, your kids make plays. You guys trust your kids to, to make plays, and, and I feel like you guys have a smart football team. I mean, I mean, they're, they're kids, and they make mistakes, but I think overall you guys have a really smart and sound football ball well, football. Club. I think they're getting better. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot of our schemes are pretty 
they're pretty difficult to understand, and they're they're picking it up slowly but surely. But uh, the effort that they give each and every night is outstanding, and that's what we go on right now. Final question for you, Coach: What's the uh, what's the post game meal going to be? Because it's a big district win. You got you got to eat good after the game. What's the post game meal looking like? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's going to taste well though. It's going to be very good. Coach, congratulations. Good luck the rest of the season. We'll see you in the playoffs. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. If you like this kind of stuff and you want more of it, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Coach Thanks. Greg Jacobs no, uh, Crawford. Yeah, congrat- Yeah, Greg Jacobs. Congratulations to Greg Jacobs. Uh, I was getting a cup of coffee and I got waylaid. Okay, first of all, let's do this. Congratulations to Coach Greg Jacobs of uh, the unbeaten Crawford Pirates. Uh, a very impressive win for them. You can watch that interview on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TF, where apparently all y'all are right now. So, hi. Yeah, um, big group. Now I got waylaid by Devin, and we'll talk about that in final thoughts, okay? okay. I'll tell you why. Stay tuned. That's what we call a, v- a vertical tease. Um, I will, I'll, I'll tell you what I got waylaid by, by Devin in a moment. We're Texas football today. <laughs> We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DTTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Pickle. Players of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. To the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com is open right now. You can go and vote for who you think should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. We will announce the winner on Texas Football today at noon on Friday. Your Week 6 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Denton Braswell running back Jalen Burton carried the ball 48 times. I can look that. Hold on. I should have looked this up. 48 times for 363 yards and six touchdowns. Let me look at this. Is that a record? It's not a... uh, It is is the second most carries in a game this season. Okay. Zach Hernandez in that wild Rockwell, Rockwell, Heath game. The Rockwell running back ran 56 times. That is the second most of 48. I wonder... I would be curious to know if this is the most in a regular... Like, in regulation... Because that yeah. game went to two overtimes, yeah. so I would yeah, be but I wonder fifty-six. I bet, and in fact, I know he didn't. Well, maybe in that first overtime, he might have run like twice. But like, so probably, but he, probably, I, probably, still probably second. still, yeah. Anyway, for, that's a lot. Jalen Burton, Braswell. Okay, this is one hundred percent true. Okay, last night. So Step is the one who compiles these. Yes. This next guy, he called me that night, last night, and and he never calls me at night, so I was worried. He goes, everything's okay. But I have to resend you the Player of the Week uh, nominees because we have to get this kid on here. Uh-huh. Sweetwater quarterback Leo Holsey went 18 of 20 for 432 yards and six touchdown passing. He also ran for 97 yards and three touchdowns rushing. <laughs> so good call, Step. <laughs> Victoria West quarterback Braden Ludiker. How about 21 of 31, 358 yards, two touchdowns passing, 83 yards, three touchdowns rushing in Victoria West's impressive rivalry win over Victoria East. Frisco Wakeland running back Jared White. What is up with North Texas running backs this week? Yeah. 354 yards, five touchdowns rushing. He also had 65 yards and a touchdown receiving. Sanger quarterback Ryland Smart went 18 of 29 for 428 yards and six touchdowns passing, added another 82 yards on the ground. Mercedes defensive back Austin Davila. Nine tackles and a pass breakup, a 96-yard interception return for a touchdown, and an 82-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Oh, have yourself a, a little bit of everything <laughs> for Austin Davila. Big Spring quarterback Gabriel Baeza, 
27 of 41 for 325 yards and four touchdowns passing, 207 yards and three touchdowns rushing. So he <laughs> rang up 532 yards of total offense. Good night. San Antonio Brennan quarterback Ashton DuBose went 14 of 21 for 304 yards, six touchdowns passing, 63 yards rushing as well. He's been doing that a lot this mm-hmm. year. Montgomery running back Jalen Washington. 25 carries, 282 yards, five touchdowns rushing for the lead bear. And finally, Boys Ranch wide receiver Jaden Slater. 11 catches, 248 yards, three touchdowns receiving for the Rough Riders in their big win over Booker. So those are your Week 6 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, just one thing left to do. It is rankings season. It is ranking season. Dave Campbell, let me pull this up. Hold on. I always forget my read. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do this again so that you can uh you can trim this for uh you can trim this better for uh for, for uh all the YouTubes. Okay, you ready? That was a lot of words, bud. <laughs> Three, two. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to unveil its Week 7 statewide Texas high school football rankings for the 2021 season. The rankings are compiled by Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff. DCTF has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades, and he's the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. Weekly rankings are revealed live on Texas Football Today every Monday at right about now, at about now o'clock. Mm-hmm. And complete rankings can be found at texasfootball.com slash rankings. All right, Pickle, let's start with Class 6A. And I kind of warned you guys that these were going to be a little bit chalky, just mm-hmm. a touch chalky. Uh, and and this is um, this is really no surprise here. So let's take a look at our... Um, at, at this week's rankings. I'm trying to make sure I've got this right. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so... Dropping out of the rankings is number seven, Katie Tompkins. They drop all the way out with their kind of blowout loss to Katie last week. Uh, as a result, they are out of the rankings altogether. Uh, tough scene there, but uh, that's that's the way it's got to go. They lose 56 to 21. They're out of the rankings. New Everything else, basically the same. Everyone kind of jumps up a spot. Rockwell Heath up to number seven, for example. Spring Westfield, their big one over spring. They're up to number eight. Uh, but... Uh, let's see, where did we put Spring? Spring dropped 12. one spot to number 12. We still believe in them, and I honestly thought that that was a pretty impressive uh, performance by them, even though they, they lost. The Woodlands, new to the rankings at 3-2. and two. They were idle last week, but they break in at number 25. To 5A we go. In the 5A ranks, I hope you like chalk and lots of it. 5A Division One entirely chalky. The, st- the top 10 went 9-0 and last week. Only College Station was idle, but everyone was a winner. Your top three remains. Denton Ryan, College Station, Highland Park. And of course, this week, we get Highland Park and Longview. Three versus four. In 5A Division Two. I hope you like chalk. One through ten, entirely unchanged. They go five and zero. Oh. Fort, uh, Fort Bend, Marshall, Lucas, Lovejoy, South Oak Cliff, Nederland, and Texas High all winners. Everyone else idle. Your top three remains: Alito, Fort Bend, Marshall, and Lucas Lovejoy. To the four A ranks we go, where this Chaos. is where we got to get crazy. So four A <laughs> Division One, as we mentioned, got a little crazy. Town banana pants. Three of the top five teams lost. 
Argyle loses to Melissa. Corpus Christi Cal Allen loses to do, 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 private school. Private school San Antonio Cornerstone, and Tyler Chapel Hill loses to Melissa. As a result, we went a little bit. Uh, we had to kind of rethink our rankings altogether. There is a new number one. The new number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football, the Austin LBJ Jaguars, the number one team in 4A Division One, despite being idle. Number two, Stephenville. They are up, uh, I believe, uh, three. They're up four spots despite not playing. They move to number two. El Campo is number three. They're up three spots despite not playing. Number four, Melissa, up at number four with their big win over Argyle. Right behind them, Argyle at number five. Waco La Vega up a spot to number to number six. Huffman Hargrave, despite not playing, up two spots to number nine. Kilgore, despite not playing, up two spots to number eight. New to the rankings, Midlothian Heritage, who didn't play. They are number nine in the rankings. And finally, number 10, the Kaufman Lions. 6-0, a big win over Carrollton Ranch. That's enough to get them into the top 10. So 4A Division One, your top five, LBJ, Stephenville, El Campo, Melissa, and Argyle. But just a complete makeover there in the rankings. 4A Division Two now. Much chalkier. In fact, mm-hmm. entirely chalky. Uh, they went four and uh, the teams went four and. I uh, remember this is the big bye week. Carthage gets a win, pull away from Pleasant Grove, thirty-one to six in the second half. West Orange Stark beat Harden Jefferson. Van beat Liberty Ilo, twenty-seven twenty-five. Had to sweat for it, and Sinton got a big win over Rockport Fulton. Everything one through ten completely unchanged. Three A. Hope you like chalk. 3A Division One entirely unchanged. Jim Ned, Brock, Hallettsville, your top three. Vanderbilt Industrial and Yoakum round out your top five. 3A Division Two entirely chalky. One through ten unchanged. Top three all winners. Franklin beat Riesel. Gunner beat Bells. Childress beat Amarillo Highland Park. Number six, Newton got a shutout win over Anderson Shiro. And Canadian kicked the last second field goal to beat Spearman. We keep them at number eight, but they are certainly on notice. Mm-hmm. That is a team, especially end of the year, they get Childress, and that'll really tell the tale of where they stand. But 3A Division One, all told, unchanged. 2A we go. 2A Division One entirely chalky one through ten uh, unchanged the top four were all winners Ganado uh, uh, Refugio beat Ganado Shiner a really impressive win uh, on a neutral site against Wall Timpson beat Boonville Arkansas in a game that was thrown together early last week Boonville Arkansas is a good small school in the Arkansas in Arkansas and Timpson beat them uh, impressively they remain number three Crawford of course beat Toller they remain number four and then number nine Beckville beat Hawkins to remain unbeaten 2A Division 2 Guess what? Chalk. Entirely chalky. Uh, everyone was a winner, including uh, ha- uh, Winthorpe beat Hamlin, Munster beat Collinsville, Albany beat Olney, and Wellington beat Valley View. Uh, Fall City got a forfeit win over Pettis, and Vega, impressive win over Clarendon. They remain number nine in the rankings. To the six-man ranks we go. 1A Division One. Chalky. Everything's exactly the same. They go 9-0 this week. Spring Lake Earth was idle. That's the only idle team, but the top five unchanged. May, Sterling City, Jonesboro, Water Valley, and Abbott unchanged in 1A Division One. In 1A Division Two, some changes. How yeah, about that? There we go. A little movement. Top three is unchanged. Motley County Strong and Richland Springs. Number four, Calvert loses to a private school in Bryan St. Joseph. They drop out of the rankings. Balmeray nudges up a spot. Follett nudges up a spot. 
Anton uh, is 5-0. and They nudge up three spots to number nine. Jayton up a spot with their win over Roby. Lamisa Klondike was number seven. Number seven, no more. They lose to Whit Harrell, so they drop out two new teams in the rankings. The aforementioned Whit Harrell, they beat Klondike 48-19. And new to the rankings, and I got to be honest, maybe the first time they've ever been ranked. Yeah. The Benjamin Mustangs are number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football at 6-0. They beat Patton Springs 38 to nothing. They crack the top 10. I would need to check. That's this, awesome. This may be the first time they've ever been ranked. So congratulations to Benjamin. They are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To the private school ranks, uh, in 11-man, in it was exceptionally boring. Only number one Austin Regents actually played. They beat San Antonio St. Anthony. Uh, so they everything's unchanged. Uh, uh, Parish Episcopal, Grapevine Faith, Fourth Nolan, and Houston Second Baptist all idle last week. And in the private school, six-man ranks, also chalky. One through five unchanged. Waco, Alive Oak gets a big win over Oglesby. Bulverde, Bracken, Christian, and Austin Veritas were idle. Marble Falls Faith beat San Antonio Baptist Academy. And Texas School for the Deaf won a shootout over New Braunfels Christian, 106 to. 67. That is your rankings for week seven of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football Rankings. You can find them at texasfootball.com slash rankings and direct your complaints to Ashley underscore pickle 12 on Twitter. No. Are you Ashley underscore pickle 12 on Instagram too? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think there's an underscore no. Okay. And now... <laughs> Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, and here with a tell of why he got distracted is Greg Tepper. First of all, he's getting a cup of coffee, so that's distraction <laughs> enough. Secondly, so Devin Lewis, one of our sales guys. Yeah, he's been on air before. He's been on air before. In a Hawaiian shirt, big, my guy. Big Devin. I don't mean that in like any sort of derogatory fashion. He's a no, he's large like man. six eight. He's huge. <laughs> Giant man. He was making a comment to our friend Malpal, who's sitting out there. Ah, Malpal. He said that if he goes to, let's say he goes to a, a fast food restaurant. We won't name one. Okay. Um, he goes to a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he gets some condiments, right? Let's say he gets some things that, that you want to dip some things in. Yeah. Say you get, sauce. Yeah. Let's just you say you, you go to any sort of things and you're always going to get ranch, right? Yes. Oh, like regardless. There it you could go. be You could be going to, 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 you know, the world's fanciest restaurant. You'll be like, mm-hmm. can, I get can I get a set of ranch with that, right. please? <laughs> so we're talk, but we're talking about like the sealed container of ranch, okay. right? Okay, yeah. You know, little to-go packets they of throw, sauce. They throw, yeah. they throw five in the bag, right? Yeah. You only use two. Okay. Devin says he can't use the other three. Like, he can't save them. Like, what? He won't use them. Like, if he goes to that same restaurant on Thursday, uh huh. no, can't use them. Uh, it's not me. Right? I am huge sauce person. I just don't understand it. Like, I, feel, I thought every person in the world had their, like, sauce drawer in their house, you know? Like, where you, I keep, thought too. you keep... Your, I mean, ketchup packets, you know, just random stuff. Ketchup packets feel like obvious, right? Yeah, because there's really not any different. There are certain things I get it, like, I guess, okay, say you're going to more of a, you get takeout from like more of a sit-down restaurant. If you ask for a side of ranch, they're probably going to put it in a little separate cup thing or like marinara or something. And it's like, probably don't keep those. But if it's normal sealed condiments, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And then you keep your your napkins in there that you Mm -hmm. get from places or your... Uh, plastic silverware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I just that's uh, wild. Uh, that's why I got distracted. You could see I, I was visibly upset out yeah. there. Yeah, 
Um, that's so a good that's reason why. to be late. Yeah. But yeah, I'm big save the sauce. I know. Hashtag save the sauce. Hashtag save the sauce. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Greg Jacobs of Crawford for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>